This is Aubrey from the So Wizard Podcast, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizard. You're thinking, you're the people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 259 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. This week, my co-hosts. First off, we've got the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagans. Yo, what is going on, party people? How's everybody doing? Excellent. And the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield, is away on assignment this week. So filling in from the Pint of Comics podcast, we've got Mr. Johnny Ganache. My sweat has a layer of sweat. <laughs> it's a little warm for you today, man. It's a little. This is like, come on, man. This is like surface of the sun stuff, man. This, <laughs> these last couple of days are complete and utter bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on these last couple of days. <laughs> well, you are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly. This week, we're going to talk about some news from San Diego Comic-Con, and then we've got a review of the new horror movie, Crawl. But before we get into that, how is everyone doing? John, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Tell us all about Pine of Comics and what's going on with you. All right, Pine of Comics is a weekly podcast and a radio show. We uh, we talk about all the fun stuff uh, going on in uh, in the uh, in geekdom, I guess you could say. Uh, movies, comic books, uh, games, uh, music. Sometimes we touch on it all. Uh, we do a, a series called the Pint Movie Invitational, where we invite people on. They pick a movie. We talk about the movie. Uh, just a lot of stuff like that. Uh, if if you're if you like this type of show. And uh, the pop culture world, then I think you should give us a shot. And uh, you can find us on all of the uh, podcatching platforms and iHeartRadio and all that good stuff. Awesome. And h- how are you this week? Oh, I'm good. I'm sorry, man. The, this heat has got me like, uh, like it's like it's air conditioned in my house and it's hot. I don't think that's supposed <laughs> to happen. It's like nature is turning against us. I, I, you know, I don't know, man. It's my brain is not even working totally at all anymore. Yeah, Mother Nature is like, all right, I see your air conditioning. I'm going to turn it up a little bit. See how you like yeah, that. Yeah, really. Really. M- Mother Nature versus air conditioner, it's never going to go well for the air conditioner. <laughs> awesome. How about you, Marcellus? Are you keeping cool this weekend? Uh, yeah, my way, I don't have an NAC, so my way of keeping cool is just not moving. So uh, find a nice cold spot in the shade, and I stay there. And I've been there for the past two days. This That's a, a good plan. It's <laughs> the first time I've left my uh, my spot all weekend. <laughs> and Joey, how about you, man? Are you keeping cool this uh, super hot weather we having? Yeah, um, I'm fine. I just mostly am inside. So the worst of it is going from my house to my car or from work to the car. But uh, no, I'm just exhausted. It's been a brutal week at work. I've had uh, one of my team members on vacation. So we've just been picking up the slack and I'm really tired. But that's okay. Because I'm just going to prop myself up on the desk, and we're going to kick it out so wizard style. 
and get it done for the listeners. So, Marcellus, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? Sure. All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you'll find movie reviews from yours truly, Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. Uh, you'll also find merchandise there so you can purchase some of our t-shirts and look good while you're representing our show. Uh, a great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on that website. You click on the Amazon logo, you do your shopping, you receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our little podcast. Uh, you can find our social media links there too we have facebook twitter and instagram you can subscribe to us on apple podcast and give us a five star review while you're there you can also find us on a stitcher radio app for your tablet or smartphone we are on podbean we're on google play music we're on iHeartRadio. we're on Podcoin, and you can stream our show through spotify uh, we also have our patreon website that you can subscribe to donate a little money receive bonus content from from uh, the group here at so wizard we like to do bonus episodes uh, specifically for our patreon clients and i almost forgot we also have a youtube channel uh new videos going up every week there's a lot of uh introspective videos from our buddy the awesome adam mollyhawk uh giving his thoughts on things and uh doing a review of steven spielberg films which is very cool a uh, shout out to everyone in a geek world all-stars podcasting network back to you joey I am Thanos. Give me all your special rocks. How's that? <laughs> all right. Fantastic. So uh, we got a lot to talk about. Marcellus, hit us with the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. Oof, good Lord, there's a lot to talk about. So uh, how are we going to do this? Yeah, if we, uh, for listeners out there, this weekend is uh, San Diego Comic-Con weekend. One of the biggest nerd news weekends of the entire year. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that they dropped, a lot of stuff that they wanted to get the nerds excited about. Uh, so if we went through all of that, it would take forever. So what I think we're going to do is just do our top three favorite announcements from San Diego Comic-Con 2019. Uh, and that includes trailers that dropped on the show, trailers that had nothing to do with San Diego Comic-Con that also did drop, uh, and the big Marvel announcements too. Uh, anything, TV shows, whatever. Uh, so I figured we'll do our top three and uh, see what really impressed us. How's that sound? Yeah, sounds good to me. I wanted to record for five hours. <laughs> <laughs> and you can do that, Joey. You can, you can totally do that. I won't be there for that, but... Uh, you know, you can go right ahead. Knock yourself out. No problem. All right. I guess number three, we'll start. Uh, we'll start with our guest, John. What did you think? What was your number three thing from San Diego Comic-Con? Uh, you know, it's kind of funny that this is my number three thing, but I'm not the world's biggest Top Gun fan. Top Gun came out when I was probably 11 years old and I do like it. Um, and it just, it's one of those things that's ingrained in pop culture and ingrained in my life. So I'd have to go with my number three thing uh, being the trailer for Top Gun Maverick um, simply for the fact that it, with the music, this trailer, it's one of the most, I guess, fan servicey trailers <laughs> I've seen in a long time because everything they do in the movie between the music 
and uh, seeing his jacket and the same glasses. And there's a scene where he's racing a motorcycle against a jet. And they show a little tidbit of a scene that looks like uh, instead of a, a, a kind of weirdly gay volleyball scene, there's now a weirdly gay football scene. Um, and uh, it, there's a scene where they're singing around a piano. It just, again, not being the biggest fan, but being a, a fan of it and it having it be a big part of my childhood it was just really cool to see. And and the number one thing I'm taking away from this is I, I know Joey hates Tom Cruise, but I think we could all agree that Tom Cruise obviously like learns things and does his own stunts. And from that trailer, I walk away going, is he flying that jet for real? <laughs> because it looks like he's actually flying the jet in this, in this trailer. I know there's movie trickery, but I would not be surprised when this thing comes out next summer. If they say that Tom Cruise learned how to fly, an F-16 or whatever it is, and actually flew in these scenes. So that that's my number three. Yeah, John, I think they did just announce that he is flying that by himself. That is yeah, actually... That's, a, that's insane. He took the, he filmed himself. He puts the camera inside of the, the uh, plane himself, and he films himself as he's doing those flying sequences. Yeah, because if you watch the trailer, it's it's all from like inside the cockpit. Yep. And, it, and again, I understand movies could do a million magical things, but it really, and then again, and then you take the added factor of knowing that Tom Cruise will, you know, jump across buildings and climb on the side of buildings and hang off of a plane and do all this stuff. And, you know, again, it's just, it's impressive. Uh, am I super excited about the movie? No, but it, it's just, it's the, the trailer kind of just like, uh, like scratched an itch, I guess, for me. So we'll see. Dude, I love that trailer. I thought it was amazing. And it does look just like, it looks like the sequel that would have come out like two years after Top Gun came out. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, it's exactly the same. It's like, Hey, remember this? Remember this? Remember this? We're doing the same thing, but bigger and better. So yeah, uh, yeah I'm ready for it. I'm psyched. I hate Tom Cruise. <laughs> yes. And here we go. Unpopular opinion. I'm sorry to the listeners, but I really don't like Top Gun that much. either. Wow. This would, this would be the place where I would put it. There's a gif of Cary Grant telling someone to get out. This is where I would drop that. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, but as a kid, I found it boring. The one time I watched it, I was bored, and it was clearly not as good as the superior fighter jet movie <laughs> from the early 80s, Iron Eagle. Oh, God. <laughs> Jason so, Kendrick and Louis Gossett Jr. That's right. If, uh, until Tom Cruise is listening to a Walkman with rock music on it to learn how to fly an F-14, I'm not interested in, in Tom Cruise in any way, shape, or form doing anything. So. Well, the thing about Top Gun, real quick, is I, what I always thought was funny about it that was it that. Sucks. It, well, well, besides that, it was <laughs> was this. Here's a movie that is jammed in an era of all these Stallone and short, you know, Rambo and Commando, these real action movies. And when you really get right down to it, Top Gun is just about a bunch of guys training. That's really what it is. I mean, yeah. there's there's a scene at the beginning and the end where they kind of engage enemy fighters, and the rest of it is just about a bunch of flyboys in school. So, I mean, it is kind of funny. Yeah, Top Gun came at a time where there's no other movies like that at all. Like a lot of people were, you know, everyone was in love with like Star Wars and uh, those flying sequences, but no one really knew that we could do that on Earth. And Top Gun kind of put that out there for a uh, in a in a really like Vaseline candy colored uh, presentation. It made people really appreciate like uh, like uh, our, our our flying forces. And uh, you know, yeah, the movie good or bad, it's it's you know debatable. But uh, that movie, if it wasn't for Top Gun, you wouldn't get an Iron Eagle, Joey. So just keep that in mind. Well, that's fine. It can exist, but uh, I'm not going to be excited about it. Fine, whatever. 
You make me go see it anyway, aren't you, Mark? No, 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 no. I've learned that lesson. I'm not making you see any Tom Cruise movie at all, if I can avoid it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, what's your number three, Mark? Uh, my number three announcement that came out of San Diego Comic-Con that made me so happy was that the Russo brothers have bought the rights to Battle of the Planets. Uh, so they are either producing, writing, and or directing a new Battle of the Planets movie. Uh, and Battle of the Planets was my jam when I was a kid. Uh, it wasn't until I was an adult that I realized it was just a complete copy of uh, Star Wars. Like, for some reason, Battle and Planets didn't, like, register because they were copying Star Wars. Even the, the font itself is very Star Wars. Uh, but I loved it growing up as a kid. Uh, I, there was a comic book series that came out a few years ago that Alex Ross did the covers for. That's amazing. Uh, there is a, a Japanese version of it. Um, a Japanese movie version that came out about uh, probably about four years ago that I loved. And there was supposed to be an animated version. I think the studio that did Astro Boy uh, were working on it. And they actually got some of it done, but the studio went out of business. Uh, so I never got that animated movie. But as far as things that I loved as a kid that I wanted to see brought to life, Battle of the Planets is definitely one of them. And the fact that the Russo brothers are possibly going to direct it, I'm ready. I take my money now. I'm ready. I'm so psyched for this. So are you guys familiar with Battle John, of the Planets? John, did you ever watch Battle of the Planets? As a kid, yes. It's it's one of those things that I, I don't know if you have similar things in your life that when you were a kid, you loved it, and then you never really carried it on through the rest of your life, but you are still very – you have like these kind of visceral memories of it. And yeah, Battle of the Planets is the uh, the characters that all are kind of dressed like birds, right? That's like right. Like they have – right. I think it was, it was also called maybe G-Force – yeah, they did do a reboot of it, uh, God, probably about 10 years after the initial run, and they called it G-Force. Okay. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that like uh, I have not seen literally since I was probably seven years old, but I'm still aware of it. I, I do remember, Mark, uh, what you were talking about with um, the Alex Ross covers, and, and I think it was maybe um, IDW or Dynamite did a series. Um, yeah, I mean, am I clamoring for it? No, but is it cool that it's out there and that you know guys that obviously know what they're doing are going to have something to do with it? Yeah, my only fear is with a lot of these things is you hear them, they get announced, and then it just never happens, or it ends up in developmental hell, or you know, in 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 like eight years, or in like uh, you know, a hundred episodes of So Wizard, we're going to hear every like ten episodes you guys bring it up again, and then it doesn't happen. So hopefully, it happens. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the only one that will be bringing it up. So yeah, you definitely be looking forward to the episode where I'm crying into the microphone that it's been uh, shelved again. Uh, but until that moment happens, I'm I'm ready for it. Now, Joey, you didn't watch it at all, did you? Of course I did. You did? So I thought you were more. I thought yeah. you were all about um, Star Blazers. I thought that was your jam. No, but that was on. It was that was on, and Star Blazers. I think we're at four and four thirty. Okay. <laughs> every day. So it was uh, Force 5, which was probably, uh, I think that was regionally only in New England. <laughs> but that was on at like 2 o'clock, I think, or 1 o'clock. And then uh, Battle of Planets and Star Blazers were on later on in the afternoon. So yeah, I watched that, that all the time. I, I loved it. But much like you, John, I don't think I've watched it in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I sat down and watched Battle of the Planets. I know, obviously, like we're talking about it, and I'm like, yeah, I love that show, but I, I can't remember the last time I watched it. 
I don't. It's I don't. It's not on any sort of streaming service. It's not easily accessible, as far as I can understand. If am I correct here? Um. Yeah, I think the rights to it got uh got mixed up in some aspect, like a few years ago. Um, which is why I think the Russos were able to come in and scoop it up. <laughs> it's like, a, oh, here's a property that no one's really doing anything with. Let's just buy this. Um, but yeah, I, okay. I know yeah. They, they did like a big box set a few years ago that Alex Ross did like a special edition cover for. And after that, like a year after that, I think it was like discontinued. The Russos came in and they got Battle for the Planets and Transor Z for like $2,600. <laughs> they had they had a bonus together. <laughs> I never I got used to watch Transor Z. <laughs> Transor Z was awesome. That had the character, uh, the giant female robot Aphrodite A that used to shoot her breasts off as missiles. Amazing. Yeah, really weird. All right, so that was my that was my number three. Joey, what about you? What's your number three? All right. Well, my number three is going to be <laughs> Marvel Studios Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. This, I feel like this kind of got buried under all the other Marvel announcements and things for the weekend. And I'm really excited about this movie. Uh, obviously, I love martial arts and action movies. Uh, I think this is going to be like top tier because Marvel needs this to be a knock it out of the park Grand Slam hit in China. So they're not going to make this half ass. Not that they make things half ass anyway, but they're definitely not going to half ass this. And I'm just really excited. The uh, lead actor seems to be really, really into playing the part. Um, he's all over social media uh, in excitement. And I'm really pumped to see what they can do with a martial arts movie. So that is my number three. Yeah, I was psyched to see that they actually cast the Mandarin, uh, the real Mandarin. And it's going to be Tony Leung, who uh, I remember from one of my favorite action movies of all time, Hard Boiled. Well, there you go. Yeah. Say no more. <laughs> he is, he's always been a man and he's the guy that's done, he does like a art house movies and gets like critically acclaimed. So seeing him as the main bad guy is awesome because uh, he's iconic status for being a hard boiled. How about you, John? Are you excited for Shang-Chi? You know, I actually, I, I'm not only excited for it, I'm surprised uh, pleasantly that um, this wasn't one that they relegated to television. That they actually are going to, and I think Black Panther kind of paved the way for that, because I think maybe a few years ago, making a Shang-Chi movie was would have been a bigger risk. Um, you know, it, it's a minority character, and it's a character that not, even though he's been around for a million years, you know, not everybody knows. But yeah, I mean, this this could be like the ultimate martial arts, uh, superheroics, you know, if you've read any of the Marvel comics in the last, like, you know, 10, 12 years, um, Shang-Chi is like a, a secret agent now. He's, uh, I think, a part of uh, MI6 or whatever. So there's there's a lot they could do. And um, and uh, I, who is the guy who's playing him? Because that's one piece of information I did not see. Is he someone uh, from something or is he a newcomer? He is in uh, some sitcom. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I can't remember what the sitcom is. I'll be quite honest with you because I don't watch comedies. But I, I don't know. He seems like he's really enthusiastic about it. And he pulled, he actually retweeted himself from like 2015, tweeting at Kevin Feige to talk to him about being Shang-Chi. Oh, that's awesome. And is it, and again, I know this stuff could be taught, but is he a martial artist? I, I'm not sure, but I'm sure they can make it work. <laughs> we, we don't need another Iron Fist situation. <laughs> I'm sure he'll have 
plenty of time to learn enough choreography to fake it until the stunt double comes in. So yeah, he'll be wearing a lot of uh, hats and sunglasses. (laughs) 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 But I am excited. I'm I'm glad they're, they're bringing the Mandarin back around and working in the 10 rings organization again. So it's cool. I just, man, I really want to see some cool fights. (laughs) Yeah, agreed. Awesome. All right. That brings us back around to number two. How about you, John? Number two. Uh, number two, I'm going to go on the comic side of things, and it's something I actually just saw today. Um, but it looks like um, uh, Tom King and Mitch Gerards, uh, who were the team that did uh, Mr. Miracle for DC last year, which was a really awesome series, uh, are going to be doing a book. Um, it might be called Strange Land. I could be wrong about the name of the book, but it's an Adam Strange book. And uh, Adam Strange is a cool character that, you know, really doesn't get used a very lot in the in the DC universe anymore. And he's a cosmic character and they're getting the reputation of these guys now, you know, of going in and, and taking these kind of not obscure, but like, you know, not Batman or Superman level characters and making these really incredible books. As a matter of fact, this weekend, uh, Tom King won Best Writer for Mr. Miracle. So it's kind of a hand in hand announcement. He got, he wins the Eisner for best uh, writer. And now they announce this, uh, this series they're doing. So, so that's uh, amazingly a piece of comic book news that came out of San Diego comic con, which usually it's not comic book related, but that was very cool to me. Yeah. I kind of forgot. They did announce some comic book stuff from San Diego yeah. comic con. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody that. really cares. It seems like, you know, it's like, Oh, Tom Cruise is making this and, you know, they're doing this, the you know, the MCU, but you know, yeah, there's still some comic stuff going on. That's, that's really cool, dude. I did see, um, there was like a little comic thing that I saw too. Um, then Marvel was doing like another big event. They announced that I didn't get the details, but every time they say Marvel and San Diego comic-con, my ears perk up. Uh, and then I'm like, Oh, it's comic book stuff. And I just kind of walked away. Yeah. They, they announced cause Marvel is doing, um, Jonathan Hickman is, is taking over the X-Men universe and doing these two books concurrently, that are going to be the only two books in X-Men uh, line for a while. And uh, and this has been known for a while, uh, House of X and Powers of X, I think they're called. And then uh, today or yesterday, they announced like the six X-Men titles that are going to be spinning out of it. Oh, nice. And uh, they're, they're not really, you know, it, it's, it's just like the same thing. They're just new teams and wearing different colors and, you know, Wolverine's on four of them and... Uh, <laughs> That to me that doesn't matter, but I mean, yeah. So if you're an X Men fan, check it out because there's new X Men stuff coming. Nice. God, I wish I paid more attention to the comic book stuff now. <laughs> I have an unpopular opinion. We know you don't like Top Gun. We got it. No, <laughs> I don't like Top Gun, and I don't like Tom King. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've, I agree with you on certain things. I don't think his Batman is that great. Yeah, um, Batman, not good. Heroes in Crisis, doo-doo feces. Yeah, I didn't finish Heroes in Crisis, and I heard the ending was rough. Um, but I really, really did like uh, Mr. Miracle. And I haven't read it, but I heard his Vision series that he did for Marvel was awesome. But I, I fully agree. I mean, people you know, lick this dude's taint over Batman, and I don't get it. It's, it, you know, it's not a terrible book, but it's like, this is not like the best Batman I've ever read. And people fall all over him for that, so... I'm just all set with the uh, nonstop of just talking and everything has to be about PTSD. Yeah. So I'm, I'm good. I'm good with uh, Tom King. No, thanks. All right. Mark Ellis, number two. Number two, and kind of going back to the whole nostalgia 
uh, taste that they're they're delivering. The my second favorite thing that I saw uh, from San Diego Comic Con was the trailer for Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Uh, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. I love the View of Skewniverse. And seeing his trailers, seeing them uh, kind of pretty much a lot like Top Gun, they remade the original Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back movie. Uh, same concept, same people. The part There's a part in it where they show Matt Damon, and then right after that, they show Ben Affleck. Seeing Ben Affleck back in a Kevin Smith movie just warms my heart. It was one of the most uh, fantastic uh, amazing things I saw in that trailer. So yeah, being a big Kevin Smith fan, I loved it. I can't wait to see it. Uh, he's going to be doing like a little mini tour where him and uh, Muse are going to be screening the movie and doing like a Q&A afterwards. If I have time and money, I might consider doing that. Uh, if not, I'm just going to check it out in the theaters. But uh, that was one of my favorite things out of this whole weekend. Wow. What did you think of that uh, trailer, John? Uh, I 20 years ago, I probably would have been excited I, I loved uh, the Kevin Smith, um, you know, Clerks, Mall Rats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, all the early stuff. And I even liked Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. I kind of fell out from him, or, you know, Clerks 2, I didn't really care for. And then, he, you know, he did some stuff that was interesting. Uh, Red State was a, was a, I liked the fact that he started doing things that were not expected of him, but then he kind of fell back into it again. And when I see that trailer, I just feel like I'm seeing. Like it's like watching like I don't know it's like watching like an adult put on his little league costume. <laughs> it's there's a sad aspect to it, you know. Like Jason Mewes, um, just he he just looks kind of like like beat and and uh, and then you get Jason Lee in there for a second and he's playing Brody from Mallrats. Except it was awesome when he was 23 and it's weird when he's like 52. Sure. And uh, I I don't know. I mean I I don't have any I I'm not into it anymore. But like people like Mark or people that are still into it. I think it's great. I think it's great that um, they're getting a movie uh, that they've been waiting for. Um, it's just that, like, when Jay and Silent Bob uh, Strike Back came out, I probably saw it in the theaters three times. I laughed my ass off. But I was also in my 20s, and it, it worked for me. When I see this trailer, I just I, – I, I won't say I won't watch it on video, but, man, you couldn't you couldn't get me in the theater for that thing. Wow. that's fa- And that's fair. That's fair. I mean, it, it's been a long time since he's actually made, like, a really good movie. Yeah, and he'll be the first one to tell you that he only had like five bullets in his gun when he came onto the scene, and he, after Dogma, he's you know that was pretty much it. So now it's just like whatever he can do to like stay relevant. Um, but I I want to see his take on a whole Batman v Superman thing. I love the fact that he's doing the same crew, but this time it's it's a reboot. So like every guy is going to be a girl, and there's going to be like. Uh, you know, they're going to play up the diversity aspect. I, 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 I'm I, very interested to see his take on all of the reboots and remakes that we've been getting these past few years. And I think he's a funny enough dude that he has something to say. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I just feel, uh, I kind of feel like half Mark and half John. Like I understand where John's coming from because I feel the same way. I was really excited about Kevin Smith when he first came out. I love Clerks. I probably was one of like 10 people that saw Mall Rats in the movie theater. Me too. Uh, Love Chasing Amy, love Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Crack started to show. I really didn't like Dogma. And then I was excited because he was going to go do Superman or he was going to go do something else. And it was like, great. He made his mark and now he's moving on to different kind of movies. I like this guy. Let's see what he's got. And he just fell right back into making the same type of movies again. <laughs> yeah, it, seem, it seems like he failed like when he made that uh, 
that one with uh with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, that like Jersey girl, you know, which he broke off. He tried to do something that wasn't in that universe, and then he made the one with um with Bruce Willis with the, here's a cop. I never saw either one of those movies, but it was like it seemed like he went out and tried to to do beyond what he was known for, and because he failed a couple times, it seems like he fell right back into it. And you know, like I said, if if you ever saw Red State, it's actually a pretty solid movie, and it's completely a 180 from everything he's ever done before. And I kind of had hoped that we would start seeing more of that from him. And it's, you know, again, I get it. The guy's got to eat and the guy's, you know, the guy's got a family and, and, you know, and I'm sure there's a part of him that feels like he has to finish, you know, what he started, but I'm hoping after this, I'm, you know, I'm hoping this is actually the end of that. And maybe he focuses on other stuff. Well, I think maybe he's in like a self repeating loop now where he has his podcasts and he can make these movies, these types of movies for his fans. Right. And they're always going to be successful to profitable for him. So now there really isn't a need to branch out. <laughs> yeah, no, I see what you're saying. So there's no need there. But yeah, I mean, as a fan of all those movies back in the day, I'm definitely going to go check this out. Um, and I did giggle or, or chuckle a few times at the trailer. But the excitement I would have felt about this, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago certainly is not there. So. Fan men are going to kill us, aren't they? <laughs> They're going to kill you. I like the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number two is going to be Netflix presents Henry Cavill is the Witcher. We got our first extended look at the TV series based on the book, which was then had a video, which then had a video game based on it, which was very popular. Uh, sword and sorcery stuff reminded me a lot of Game of Thrones. Uh, we didn't get to see a lot of monster fighting action until the very end of the trailer, but it has me excited of something to watch that maybe won't shard itself as it gets to the end. <laughs> what did you think of the uh, Witcher trailer, Mark Ellis? Yeah, I liked it, man. Uh, Henry Cavill, I really want him to come back as Superman. I really do. But in the meantime, I, I will accept him in this role. Uh, there was definitely a lot more. Uh, you can tell that there was some money spent on it. And there's definitely a lot more fantasy elements uh, that I was than I was expecting, but uh, I think it looks cool. I'm definitely gonna check it out. Do you think? It, did you get a Game of Thrones vibe from it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the beginning of it, definitely. The first half of the of the trailer, I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely like Game of Thrones. And then they added more like fantasy stuff um, throughout it. So yeah, I was uh, surprised. All right. What about you, John? Uh, does he have a mustache in this? No. Yeah. Well, he it's does, but they out. yeah they digitally removed it. <laughs> They digitally removed it. Uh, I'll be honest. I did not see this trailer, but I will speak uh, uh, through my buddy Lou, who you guys met at Plastic City Comic Con, who uh, who does all our YouTube videos and stuff. He is a huge video game nerd, which I am not. And uh, he was over the other night. We were recording some episodes, and he watched the trailer on my couch. And I had to I had to clean a creamy spot off of my couch <laughs> for about four hours afterwards. So I'm assuming from his reaction that uh, it, it looks pretty cool. But, uh, and that's, you know, and he's a big Witcher fan. Uh, otherwise for me, you know, it's one of those things that if it's, uh, if it's on Netflix and I see a, you know, like a little ad for it when I'm flipping through, if, and it also is going to rely on how many episodes, is it eight episodes, which I can commit to, or is it the Marvel 13 that I don't want anything to do with? So that's going to be a big part of it too. I think I read it was about eight episodes, eight or nine episodes. Perfect. That's per eight episodes, uh, kind of as proven by Stranger Things season three is just about my 
allotment of time allowed in my life between work and everything else and my attention span. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. So we'll keep our eyes out for that. We'll definitely be watching that for the podcast, Mark Ellis, at least the pilot episode. <laughs> yes, at least the pilot one. Uh, I like Henry Cavill. I, I, I did not like him as Superman. Um, not him spe- fault specifically, but just the scripts and movies failed him. He was fine himself as Superman. So I, I want to see him be in something <laughs> that's good. So, uh, you know, and I don't like Mission Impossible, so that doesn't count. <laughs> he was great. He was great in Mission Impossible. He really was. That's what I keep hearing. So good for him. But <laughs> it's all about me. I don't care about him. <laughs> <laughs> so give us your number one what was the biggest announcement of the weekend for you john that that just girded your loins um yeah the, okay so i think the one that actually got me the most and uh just because i'm a fan of the uh of the original movies was when they announced uh mahersha ali as blade it i love that guy he's a fantastic actor he proves how important an actor is when you watched Luke Cage season one and his character dies five episodes in. And then the show just takes a fucking nosedive. Um, <laughs> once he's gone, um, I, I saw him in moonlight, which he won an Oscar for. I really liked him a lot in that. And it was a good movie. And he's just a, a very charismatic dude. And here's a character again, that, you know, we, we've been hearing, you know, they're going to do this. They're going to do that. And uh, eventually it's coming around. And I saw the video of how they announced it, which I don't know if you guys saw, but they they announced everything. They brought everybody up on stage. They went through the timeline and then they just said, oh, Kevin Feige said, oh, we got one more thing. Uh, Two time Oscar winner Mahersha Ali. He comes out and and then he says, uh, uh, I think you have a hat that you're going to show everybody. And he pulls a baseball cap out, puts it on. It says blade. And then at the same exact time, you know, the crowd goes crazy. And then the blade logo pops up on the screen and I thought, okay, this is what, you know, I love the original blade. I love blade two. And, uh, this is what the, uh, the Marvel universe for the movies kind of needed was like a, a little bit of the darker, a little bit of the non superheroic, you know, and it depends on what they do with it. They can do a lot of things with it, but I'm psyched about that. So that's my number one thing. Now, are you a little disappointed that it's going to be, uh, since it's going to be a part of the MCU, is most likely going to be PG thirteen and not R like the other Blade movies. Uh, that's that is a little disappointing, but I don't think that that's a deal breaker for me. I I, I think a lot of times in in uh, movies when when you're killing undead things, they can work it around a lot better than you know what I mean. Like than human deaths in terms mm-hmm. of ratings, yep. they could probably they could, the parameters are probably a little bit different. So yeah, the gore rating might not be there as much, but in all honesty. I'm just going to go from the announcement was awesome. Uh, and then until I see a bad trailer or I'm at the theater and I walk out and go, holy shit, that sucked. I'm not going to worry about it. And, and it would also be pretty cool if they decided to, to maybe start making, you know, slightly darker R rated fare for these movies. I understand they probably won't because not everybody can go see it. And, you know, Disney's all about the money, but either way, I'm cool with it. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm very, very excited about it, too. Uh, just getting Mahershala Ali uh, is a huge Blade fan, which I think that's, that's why they're doing it. Like they probably said, all right, we got our phase four. We're all done. Oh, there's a knock at the door. And Mahershala's like, uh, you guys need an Academy Award winner for anything? And they're like, well, we got Blade. We got Blade back. So, uh, yeah, any anything starring him as a superhero or as a antihero or just starring him in that universe, I'm ready. 
I, I just want them to Mark, announce that's a date. Literally, what happened? Well, he knocked on a door and said, "Hey, I want to be a superhero." <laughs> um, Kevin Feige said in his mind that's who he wanted to play Blade. Yeah, if they could bring it back, and then he called them to set up a meeting. Is like, "Hey, could I be Blade?" And he was like, "Yes, yes, you can be Blade." <laughs> that's and it was awesome. immediately added to the slate. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks in and puts his Academy Award, uh, both of them on a table, and be like, uh, "Can I be in a movie?" Yes. Well, you know what? When you get somebody with that pedigree as an actor and you're and he's like, hey, can I make an awesome movie for you? <laughs> what are you going to do? Say no. <laughs> Me- meanwhile, during the meeting, Wesley Snipes is outside the window, washing the window, <laughs> banging on the window, going, I'll be Blade. I'll be Blade. <laughs> uh, I love Wesley Snipes as Blade. Uh, Blade I, do too, I do, too. He just he, he sabotaged his whole, you know, he's one of those guys who just kind of blew his whole career. Well, and he's also old. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll, there is that. He'll still kick my ass though. If I, if I, oh, yeah. I won't call so, him yeah, old to a face. Well, but um, yeah, they were never gonna bring this back and have Wesley Snipes as Blade. Like that was never gonna happen, no matter who was the actor. What about Sticky get, Fingers? Sticky. What about where Sticky Fingers at? <laughs> it was never gonna be Sticky Fingers. Did Onyx get back sticky together? Fingers. <laughs> I wish. I wish Onyx got back together. Um, it was never going to be Wesley Snipes or Sticky Fingers, <laughs> so unfortunately, maybe they could find a cameo role for him or something. But and Wesley Snipes was just on What We Do in the Shadows the other <laughs> few weeks ago, so in oh, a cameo man. role. I saw that. That was awesome. That was an that awesome was cameo. Funny. That was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, I'm, John, this is also was my number one. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, good. Nice. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I was refreshing, refreshing, refreshing Twitter in my car before I had to go into work last night. And then this popped up and I was like almost in tears with excitement. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think it being PG-13 is a big deal. I mean, it means you can take you got to take out some swears, maybe a couple kills. I'm not sure how gory it's been a while since I've watched either of them. I think, you know, you maybe have to rejig a little bit of stuff, but for the most part, I don't think it was that violent. Were, were, Mark, were those movies really violent? They were bloody as shit. They're really bloody. Okay, maybe you have to take the blood out or something. But I just remember when he killed the vampires, they just like turned to ash when he would shoot them. Yeah, right? they would just kind of they'd ash away. Yeah, yeah, but their attacks, I believe, were the bloody ones. Okay, well, whatever. They'll make it work. It's Marvel. Come on. Yeah, yeah, and if you really want an R-rated Blade movie, there's three to choose from, and a there's failed TV show. <laughs> yeah, right. I was gonna say there's two to choose from, the third one we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about. <laughs> but yeah, I am also super fucking excited for this. I, I, I just, yeah, that was the most exciting Marvel announcement of the weekend for me. So that was my number one. So I guess we've gushed enough about Blade. What's your number one, Mark? Uh, honestly, the almost the entire Marvel panel was like a highlight for me. I loved everything about it, um, especially uh, that they're bringing back Monica Rambo in uh, the the WandaVision show, which I think is cool. But the the complete highlight for me out of all of those announcements, I, and I did love Blade, but they did announce that Taika Waititi was coming back for Thor, and when they showed the logo for Thor: Love and Thunder which is just an amazing looking logo, an amazing title. Got Tessa Thompson coming back. And they said that he, and uh, Taika Waititi said that he was reading the Thor comic books where there was a female Thor. Natalie Portman is coming back into the MCU and she's going to be the female Thor. It's mind boggling that, that uh, they got to the point where they can actually do that. You know what I mean? It's one of those things that's like, you, you never think it's going to happen. Like I know eventually 
there will be a Miles Morales in the MCU, but that's something that I'm not thinking about for like, you know, seven years, six years from now, maybe. Uh, but Jane Foster is Thor. The fact that they're doing that next, that's fantastic. That blew me away. I absolutely loved it. So, um, yeah, I have full faith in Taika Waititi. I have full faith in everything that they're doing with the Thor franchise. And I love that he's getting a part four, but we won't get an Iron Man or a Captain America part four. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that is going to be really exciting. I am uh, not the biggest fan of Natalie Portman, but you know, I know she considers herself a serious actress, and that's kind of why she had walked away from the uh, Marvel movies because she didn't feel uh, she was being used to the best of her ability. And uh, somehow they got her to come back. So there must be something very exciting on the table. <laughs> yeah, like a suitcase full of $1,000 bills. Uh, I think she's pretty good set for life. <laughs> yeah, but you could always use more, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, she was there at the beginning of the whole, like, Marvel phase when, you know, they weren't really paying that much. You know what I mean? They were trying to keep everything on a low. And it was very much a boys club. And she definitely wanted to introduce more diversity into it um and here we are going into phase four and just looking at just looking at the stage uh this past weekend you can see there's not just a bunch of white dudes up there so you know that's i'm sure that that played a factor into it don't worry wait till scarlett johansson is black panther 2 <laughs> i can't wait scarlett johansson is miles morales i can't wait <laughs> Well, they'll get to those characters eventually. Like people uh, are losing their minds over and over again that they haven't announced uh, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. Mm -hmm. But you, that whole character's crux is that she's a huge Captain Marvel fan. So you, until you have Captain Marvel established for someone to actually be a fan of something, her story doesn't work. Right. Right. So relax. <laughs> we'll get there. So, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't care. They can do whatever the hell they want. And then they keep pulling these obscure characters out of their ass. And it's just like even better. You know, a fucking Doctor Strange movie that's going to be about the multiverse with him teaming up with Scarlet Witch. So, like, it's crazy. Yeah. They've gotten to the point where they, I mean, they've been to that point where they got to the point where they just know that they make the rules and you're going to go see it. And that's all there is to it. Imagine being a DC stan <laughs> and they can't even get Superman right. Yeah, and fucking Marvel's like, hey, I fucking Shang Chi, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, we got a D Man movie coming out, and people are gonna go see it in droves. And yet, you guys can't do Superman and Batman in the same fucking movie. <laughs> Hashtag release the Snyder cut. Oh my god! <laughs> I know. I waited all weekend for that announcement. Never happened. There's still time. It's still going on, though, right? No. no? Damn. <laughs> Damn. Maybe at New York. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, those were our uh, top three news stories from San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, obviously, there was a ton of other stuff. Uh, any other things you just wanted to bring up quickly, John? Um, they did a little bit about, um, and I haven't heard your uh, Patreon episode yet, but they did a little bit about um, cool the, cat. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> the, the Dark Crystal Netflix series. I saw a little bit of... Um, kind of like a behind the scenes on that. I'm very excited about that. And other than that, uh, there was, uh, oh, they made an announcement. That, I mean, I'm not excited about this. It's kind of ridiculous, but in 2020 and 2021, uh, Halloween kills and Halloween ends, which after that last Halloween movie, I can't wait for it to end because <laughs> I don't know. I didn't dig it and I don't know how they're getting two more out of that, but I, I mean, I get it. It made money, but not good. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't understand that philosophy at all, but you know, 
if Jamie Lee Curtis is down for it, you know, who am I to say no? Yeah. Yeah. And Halloween kills is just, it's just a weird title. Well, they can't call it Halloween. <laughs> they should be calling it Halloween three slash two Halloween two slash yeah. three and Halloween three colon Halloween four. Right. Right. Yeah. So Halloween kills and Halloween ends. I mean, it, it kind of sucks the suspense out of Halloween kills. Like, I wonder if there's going to be a next one. Yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're going into it knowing that he's not going to be done. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 that was one of the things I saw. And I just thought, well, the last one made money. So good for them. Aubrey's probably already in line to get her tickets. So. <laughs> huh. All right, Markellis, anything for you? Uh, yeah, the Cats trailer. Um, Jesus. I, I'm, 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 keeping a, I'm keeping a complete open mind because uh, I know nothing about Cats, the musical at all. So, uh, you know, this feels like that that scene in Jurassic Park where where uh, Jeff Goldblum's like, just because you can make dinosaurs doesn't mean you should. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're making this movie with using this technology. And, you know, they're they're aiming. You got to swing, swing big. So I'm hoping that it lands. But, man, it's it's jarring. It's, it's very nightmare inducing. Somewhere James Cameron's laughing like, hi, I did blue cat people years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, yeah, that looks awful. <laughs> <laughs> like train wreck. Off. It looks like a, some, you know, when somebody will like post a Snapchat of them holding uh, the filter up to the TV screen. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like that. It looks like Snapchat filter the movie. <laughs> it looks so fucking bad. But like part of me is like, oh, man, this is going to be a train wreck. I totally want to see it now. Well, the best part is in 2021, there's going to be Cats Kills. And then in 2022, <laughs> it's going to be Cats Ends. So it's a trilogy. And then the cats are going to go to the ghetto and they're going to have cats. Cats with a Z. Yeah, cats with a Z. <laughs> I actually have seen cats on stage um, when I was very young. My family went. I don't know why, but I remember being bored out of my mind. And... Mark, when did you move to this area, Mark? Because I know you grew up in Chicago. Uh, in the mid-80s. Okay, so you remember, uh, like, we had Channel 9 and Channel 11 in New York City, and there would always be commercials for cats. Yeah. Oh, yeah, at the Winter Garden. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can think about. That and the PSA about wearing a seatbelt from them, and they'd be like, an accident, an accident. The humans had an accident. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> there was a child in the car. A child. <laughs> That's all I can remember about cats. So unless there's a PSA with terrifying Snapchat Taylor Swift about wearing your seatbelt, I don't care about this movie. <laughs> that's, that's that's coming up next. Dude. They got they got plenty of time. Shit rules. All right. Finally, uh, my last thing was uh, the trailer for Snowpiercer, the TV series, which is inexplicably coming to TBS. What? I thought TBS was uh, comedies, right, Mark? Uh, I don't know. I thought it was uh, basketball games, right? <laughs> I don't know. But some for some reason, the Turner conglomerate has the rights to make a TV show out of this. And they've been working on it for, God, it feels like three years. It's finally coming out, and it's on TBS. And the trailer looked really good. Um, obviously, if you've seen the movie, which was also really good, you kind of already know the story. But it looks like they're expanding on it a lot. Um, if you haven't seen it, the world has gone to an ice age and the only people left alive are on a train that's perpetually running on a loop around like the world. And they are 
living on a train. <laughs> That's what the whole story is about. I'm trying not to spoil it if you haven't seen it. So, but it looked really cool. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that or uh, had seen the trailer. Uh, I watched the trailer. You sent it to me right before we recorded. Um, it's one of those movies that's on, I think Netflix or has been that I've said like 18 million times I should watch that. And I never have. And from what I've seen of the trailer of the movie, this looked almost like it was like, you know how like they made the shining in 1980 and then they had like the ABC (laughs) remake of the shining and like 18 years later, this felt like this felt like the mini series remake from what I saw from the trailer. And, uh, it's it's an interesting concept, but I mean, it's not anything. I, I'll, I'd watch the movie first, and then maybe I'd have to be down like to nothing with reading and other TV to think about watching this. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where eventually it'll pop up on Hulu or <laughs> Firestick, <laughs> and uh, I could check it out. So, yeah. uh, how about you, Mark Ellis? Yeah, you know what? I actually didn't watch the trailer because I did. I did see the movie, and I feel like I've I've gotten everything I needed to know about Snowpiercer out of the movie. You know what I mean? It, like, it's, I feel like I got the beginning, middle, end of that story. I don't really think I need to see a more extended version of it. Uh, but I, you know, I'll check out the trailer just to see what's up. Someone put a thing online about how Snowpiercer is really a sequel to Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory. And it blew my mind because it made a lot of sense. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Does what? does the kid in Snowpiercer sleep with his parents and grandparents in the same bed? Yes. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't does remember. his uh, grandfather refuse to work for 20 years and never get out of bed until he gets a free trip somewhere? You will not let that go, will you? Fuck that guy. <laughs> there is some weird shit going on in Willy Wonka. Really weird shit. Oh, my family's destitute and we can barely eat. Fuck that. I'm not getting out of bed. It's like, well, free trip. Let me dance across the room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's going to do it for San Diego Comic-Con stuff. If there's anything we didn't talk about or anything you guys were excited about, reach out to us on social media. Hit us up and we'll let you know what we thought. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to review the movie Crawl. <laughs> Terrificon, Connecticut's biggest Comic-Con, returns to Mohegan Sun, August 9th to the 11th. Meet Billy D. Williams, Val Kilmer, Doctor Who's John Barrowman, and the voices from Animaniacs and Thundercats. New England's largest guest list of comic book artists from DC and Marvel Comics is at Terrificon on August 9th to the 11th at Mohegan Sun. Tickets on sale now at Terrificon.com. All right, and we're back. So we all had a chance to watch the movie Crawl this past week. And, uh, you know, we'll go around with non-spoilers, and then we'll play the sound drop, and then we'll spoil. Uh, Let's just get it started. Uh, John, what did you think? Uh, I typically like movies like this, you know, the kind of like um, Deep Blue Sea, Lake Placid, Ghost in the Darkness, Man vs. Nature. Um, Yeah, this was, it was a decent movie. I enjoyed it, and I think the best way to put it was, like, the day after I saw it, I it was, like, purged out of my head. <laughs> so, in all reality, would I watch it again? Sure. Um, but was it something that, like, knocked it out of the park for me? No. Okay. All right. How about you, Mark Ellis? Yeah, the movie delivered, I think it delivers exactly what it promises, and I I enjoyed it. I had a really good time with it. I thought the suspense really worked. 
um, for what they were trying to do. So, uh, yeah, I bought it. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. I actually really like this movie. Wow. I went in with zero expectations, and you know what? I liked it. It was good. It was lean. It was mean. It was quick. It was only, like, I think 82 minutes. Yeah, it was short as hell. Which is fine. You know what? Movies are, not every movie has to be Endgame or uh, Lord of the Rings Extended Edition. Right. So, you know what? It was, it was, it was in, it was out, and I had a good time. And at the days since I've seen it, I've thought about it, and I know completely opposite of what John just said. Uh, you know, I've liked it more thinking about it. And I was like, oh, that was cool. Oh, wait, that was pretty cool. I haven't gone, oh, that was stupid. Oh, that was stupid. Oh, that was stupid. Sometimes I'll, I'll do that. I'll see something. And then before we record, I'm thinking about it more and I start like disliking it more and more and more. <laughs> yeah. But this, this one, I, I've actually find myself liking it more. So yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I, I apologies to John and to uh, Paul from the countdown who I know both didn't like it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I didn't not like it. I just, I, when, when I went and saw it, I had a good time. It was it was a pretty fun movie, but it just went into that mental drawer of like, okay, it exists. Um, I didn't think about it afterwards, but I also didn't at any point think about like, like you said, like, oh, how stupid was that? Oh, how terrible was that? But I also didn't start going, man, that scene was really awesome. It just it's kind of like one of these things where it it, it did its job. I had a fun night at the movies, but it, it just didn't. Uh, yeah, perfect example is a very similar movie experience. Uh, or at least movie what I in the same vein was last year was the Meg, which I really wanted to see. And I went to the theater and like for days afterwards, I wanted to jump off a fucking building <laughs> because I just thought that was so lame. This one was a, a very passable movie. Uh, I had fun. I took my wife to see it. We both, you know, there was jump scares and everything, but when I left, it just didn't go into that. Like I'll use deep blue sea as an example. I remember seeing deep blue sea in the movies and leaving and just being like, my God, man, they somehow took a Hollywood movie and a sci-fi Saturday night movie and put them together and, and really knocked it out of the park. Uh, this was a fun movie. It, yeah, it just it didn't catch me the right way, I guess. Totally. That makes sense. OK, well, I guess there's not really much else to say without spoiling the movie. So let's just do it and jump into spoilers. Spoiler alert. I have seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right, so you guys know we're going to be spoiling the movie now. If you haven't seen it, obviously go check it out and come back and listen to the rest of the show. Or if you don't want to, listen to the rest of the show and hear what we have to say. Uh, we'll do it the old school way we always do. What did you like about the movie, Mark Ellis? It definitely has a top runner for Woman Crush of the Year 2019. Oh, yes. She uh, She is just cute. She's just cute. I always, I've always thought she was cute. I'm very glad to see her in a, a big Hollywood mainstream movie. Um, but she was badass. The, the thing I, I really liked about this movie is that it has to balance being a disaster movie, a, a father-daughter drama, and a home invasion movie, and do it under 90 minutes. And I think it really accomplished it. And uh, all of the setup that they did at the beginning, I think, really paid off. And it just got brutal and more brutal as you got towards the end so uh yeah i really like the the balance of everything and i really like the way it was uh pretty much streamlined from beginning to end nice uh how about you john what do you think uh i i i like the concept a lot i like the fact that like like mark said you've got this category whatever five hurricane hitting 
and nobody should be in this town. Um, and she goes in to, to find her dad who's been, uh, been missing. And, uh, they, I like the fact that the first half of the movie, you know, you get the title crawl, you find out it's because they're stuck in a crawl space. There was a lot of really cool, um, little jump scare moments when you start realizing that there's multiple, uh, alligators. I, I liked a lot of that stuff. Um, I like the fact that you, you got in between like the, uh, the action moments, you got like the back and forth about these two characters. I, uh, I didn't uh, have the same feelings towards, uh, uh, Kaya, Kayla Scaladario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but she was good. I did like her. I thought she was good and she's definitely cute. Um, I thought she was really good. You know, what I was impressed about with that is, is when was the last time you went to the movies and it was a, it was, you know, it was a Kayla Scaladario movie. I mean, she, this movie hangs on her and, um, Barry Pepper, who I've always liked is kind of like a character actor does a really good job of fleshing it out. And it's one of those movies where you get very few cast members and there's very little, uh, kind of interplay between people. You've got to kind of deal with the people you get. And because of the 20 minutes of, their backstory, you, you get filled in on like the problems they're having, which make it more important for you as a viewer to want these people to live through it. And yeah, I mean, the, uh, the alligators, the, the CGI that they did use, I don't know how much was CGI and how much was practical. It looked good. It didn't, you know, there's, I've seen some of these movies where, you know, if you ever see, uh, I mean, it was a long time ago, but a racer, when uh, when Schwarzenegger shoots that crocodile, it looks like it was something out of like uh, Resident Evil. It was just the <laughs> the worst graphics of all time. I know we're twenty plus years later, but they still can really whiff on CGI. Uh, I thought it all looked very cool. So yeah, I mean, I guess talking to you guys, I guess I feel like I probably like it a little bit more than I felt like I did. Um, but yeah, it, it and again, like Joey said, it's an hour and twenty eight minutes long or whatever. It was it was fairly tight. And we'll, I guess we're going to get into the stuff we don't like afterwards. I got a few things there, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I was really surprised. All I knew about this movie was the commercial. And I, I, I was I remember when we saw the trailer and we talked about it on the show, I was kind of pissed because I felt like we had seen a lot of the movie. I almost felt like the trailer had shown too much. But the trailer actually didn't really show much at all. <laughs> I didn't realize there was only going to be like the two of them and they were going to be stuck in the crawl space under the house which was scary. Um, I thought they were going in the basement. I thought it was going to be a full basement, but it was, I guess maybe they don't, do they not have basements in Florida? I know some places don't have basements. So yeah, Florida doesn't have a lot of basements. It's uh, mostly uh, the dirt is like a lot of Sandy type dirt down there. So they have crawl spaces or nothing or, or just slabs. So that made sense. That makes sense now. But um, yeah, I, I really wasn't expecting them to be in like a tight confined space and that it was really just the two of them her and her father and the two alligators and, and I, and they didn't really build up to it. Like you didn't, you just, she's down there. She goes, starts walking towards crawling towards the stairs and boom, there's the alligator. And now the movie's in like going 90 miles an hour. Yeah. And it's like a chunk out of her, her leg, like right towards the beginning of the movie. I right, thought, I thought right. she had, I thought she had plot armor, but uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, you know, it was there. I really liked a lot of the kills were, were gory. The uh, people that were in the convenience store. convenience store across the street that were stealing the ATM, and then they all got ripped to shreds. Uh, <laughs> that was great, and, and and I I just I it was really scary. There's <laughs> a lot of jump scares and stuff that were was great. Um, yeah, there was some plot armor and there's some contrivances that you know to make the movie go along. But 
you know, you just kind of go with it. It was a movie about killer alligators. I, I actually thought they were going to be like mutant alligators or like monsters, but no, they were just normal alligators. And guess what? You just don't fuck with alligators. Yeah, definitely. A- any animal that could take a gun down the throat and like 17 <laughs> shots and still live. I don't know if that's a normal alligator, but that thing was uh, that that scene was pretty. Uh, I, I kind of laughed at that a little bit. The, the the plot, like you said, the plot armor part of it was a little bit much because I just never felt like after a certain point, I never felt that these characters were in any any danger. And right up to the end when, you know, when the father's arm gets ripped off and he's still ticking and the dog is still ticking. And I, I just I got to a point where I was like, I, I kind of would almost wish like the the father had gotten killed in the last like 20 minutes to really emphasize that she was, you know, in a little bit more trouble than it just seemed like to me, like plot armor is a perfect uh, word. I've never actually heard that before. A a phrase. I just felt like they were in no danger. I felt like no matter what they were going to get past these alligators. I I was just the opposite. I thought for sure that I I definitely thought the dog was going to die. Like there's no way the dog was not going to die. I knew there was no way in hell the dog, they don't kill animals in, in, in any movies ever. Yes, that's true. But this is the guy who he did kill a dog in one of his other movies. I forgot which one it was. I forgot which one it was. But so I wouldn't put it past him. And that dog just, I mean, just, it's a sweet little dog. And those alligators were pretty vicious. I thought for sure that he, it was going to be uh, it was going to be a snack at some point. All right. Let's get into what you didn't like, because John is chomping at the bit <laughs> to uh, tell us some things he didn't like about the movie. Honestly, for me, that was my major gripe was that it felt like that there was no way after a certain point that if you weren't a secondary character, secondary characters were all going to die. And if you were these two, the father and daughter, you weren't going to die. And again, you know, I know she's not going to go, but I just felt like they just kept giving them passes. I mean, her arm got eaten by an alligator at one point and she's pulling it out. She's got bit on the leg. He got his arm ripped off. They're just getting repeatedly fucked up by these alligators. And I know Joey said two alligators. How many were there in this movie? I know there were some babies, but like, weren't there like three or four at some point? Yeah, there was, um, there was definitely like three out. There was two inside and then like the big mama one. And then there was like three or so outside, three or four outside. But I do want to go, uh, uh, you know, on the other end. Because really, that's really the only thing I had with it was I just felt like there was no, like they were not in danger in terms of like, I I just didn't feel like they were going to die. But on the other end, like to go back real quick to to stuff I liked, like Joey said, that whole scene in the convenience store where the guy is inside the convenience store and the water's filling up to like his chest and he gets attacked. I I thought that was fantastic because, you know, a a, a half-filled convenience store is somewhere that I've never seen like a, an attack happen in a movie, you know? And mm-hmm. it, it was just, there was a lot of really cool uh, scenes like that and shots like that when the cops were getting taken down, like in the yard and stuff. Uh, th- there was definitely, there was definitely a lot of cool things about this movie. There was, I'm going to say there was definitely more stuff I liked about this movie than didn't like. I just, I still, it's like, I'm sure you guys have had that before where like you go, you see a movie and as, as much as you thought it was cool, it just doesn't hang on you. Like where you're like, oh, I've got to see this again. Like when it comes out on Blu-ray, I've got to pick this up. That was just where I was with this movie. It was enjoyable. I had fun with it. But overall, it just didn't like didn't really grab me totally. All right. What about you, Marcellus? Anything you didn't like about the movie? Yeah. The only thing that I didn't really like about it was the fact that as much as they were getting 
like attacked and you know bit and stuff they were still able like she was still able to swim and hold her breath for like a very long time towards the end of the movie even though her leg got chomped and her arm got chomped i mean she was still able to and she was still able to outswim the the gator uh when it got to the boat or when her swimming to the boat so like her, their injuries didn't really it didn't really matter you know what i mean no like no matter how much they got hurt it didn't really it, they seemed to be able to kind of brush it off which i I would have liked to seen them be uh, seen them get attacked was great. I would have liked to see them in, in a little bit more pain or suffer a little bit more or make it feel like they were <laughs> suffering a little bit more. That's not very nice. <laughs> but there was a point like halfway through the movie where uh, I wasn't sure I wasn't sure if they were gonna make it. And I just envisioned this is the movie that alligators would watch at home. Uh, <laughs> with popcorn and go like, oh yeah, they're gonna eat these humans. Like I, I definitely felt like the alligators were the star of that of that movie. Like halfway through. All right. Um, you know what? There really was. I'm in the same boat as you guys. There really wasn't a lot that I didn't like about the movie. Um, probably like we've said over and over again at this point, they they got eaten a lot, and I think at some point you can't get bitten anymore by alligators. <laughs> Yeah, they they treated alligator bites like bee stings in this movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I mean, and it, and I'm pretty sure if I got bit by an alligator, I'd be fucking crying hard and like probably inconsolable and not like I'm like I'm not fucking swimming for nothing. <laughs> and she gets bit in the leg and on the arm, and she's got her arm in the alligator's mouth, and she's like, "Fuck it, I'm holding my breath. I'm swimming a thousand yards. Well, whatever I got to do." They did establish that she was uh, like. I don't know, Olympic level swimmer or like higher echelon uh, swimmer. So they, they took pains to establish that. So I'll, I'll give them that. But man, she got bitten on the leg and it grabbed her and was like slamming her into pipes in the wall. Yep. Oh, yeah. Then it bit her arm. Yep. Did she get bit again after that? Well, no, she got stuck in that in that roll at the end. Oh, yeah. And the then race. it had her in a death roll. Yep. yep. So, yeah, I mean, it was like, and her dad got, you know, his bone was sticking out of his leg, his, his shoulder was bit, and his arm got bitten off. So I guess he didn't really need the shoulder after all. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they, they got fucked up. And I think they did a good job, even with the plot armor these guys had of the multiple bites, of kind of making it, like you said, Mark, almost like, all right, maybe that's they're not going to make it out. Maybe the movie is going to be... That they die at the end, you're depressed, go home. <laughs> yep. Because, you know, it, it, it's not like we're, we're watching like, I, and as much as I love those movies, it's not like we're watching a Marvel movie where we know no matter what at the end, you, you know, uh, Captain America is going to win at the end of the movie. Spider-Man is going to win somehow at the end of Far From Home. So they, they could have both been killed or I, I expected the father to not make it out. Uh, that was my ex- expectation. The second I saw the bone sticking out of his leg. Yeah. So the fact that he did make it out was good. Uh, the scene where he was drowning in the uh, basement and she had to smash the floor. That was horrifying. Yeah. So technically he did die. <laughs> technically. Yeah, right. you're right. But uh, yeah, that I mean, that would really be it. But I understand you know why they have to do that because the movie would be like five minutes long <laughs> if they couldn't. Uh, and I like that they were able to establish, you know, okay, you know, the, even the father said, well, I crawled over here and they can't get through the pipes. So right. it made sense, you know, why they had a, a space to sit in that where they were safe. But like, I, I don't know. I just thought they did a really good job with what they had for a smaller scale movie that was set in a small space. So yep. not a lot to dislike. Yeah, it, it, it works. It's a very simple movie and the, the Gators don't like, you know, team up and form Voltron, form the ultimate gator to like really eat the entire house. It's not, it doesn't get 
crazy ridiculous like you would expect the Sam Raimi movie to to get. But it does it does exactly what it advertises. Right. And I thought in retrospect, you know, I was expecting it to be like mutant monster alligator. Right. <laughs> and, and having watched it, I, I actually like what they did better than what I was thinking it was going to be, because I'm glad it wasn't like monsters or some weird motivation for these monsters to be attacking them. Some stupid like it was just there's a fucking hurricane and there's a fucking alligator <laughs> in your basement. <laughs> Figure you're, it out. You're glad it wasn't like alligators on their hind legs that use like uh, katana swords or anything like that. that <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that does sound pretty awesome. And as much as I love Roddy Piper as hell comes to Frogtown, um, <laughs> that's a deep cut. I'm sorry. Um, I got it. And, uh, you know, as much as I like stuff like that, I really appreciate this just being more of man versus nature almost. So. The only question I had, and this is not like me being like, a, oh, this could never happen, or it just, it actually is like a viable question, is in a in a house in Florida, like where they don't have a basement and they have a crawl space, and again, this is a real question, if someone out there listening knows, uh, like, why would you have a pipe that leads directly into your house? Like, it didn't seem like it was like, like caged off or anything. It just seems like... And they said it was like it was like the fresh water pipe of some sort. It was it was caged off though. It was ripped open by the alligators. Oh, okay. All right. I, I must have missed that. So I was I was really wondering why okay, so that's fine. Yeah, because when she was swimming through it to get out, there was like um I don't know what you even call it, like there was like bars or something on it that she had to brush through that had been like ripped apart. Okay, okay. All right, cool. So I mean any final thoughts on crawl, Markellis? Yeah, if you're robbing a convenience store and there's two hot dogs on a little roller things that have been there for a while, just leave them. You know, you don't have to eat that nasty convenience store hot dog. Just leave it. That's all. That's that's my word. That's the one thing I, I, the one of the two things I learned from this movie. Don't eat the last hot dog at a convenience store and stay out of Florida because uh, the gators <laughs> are bad. Poor Phil Batista. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How about you, John? Any final thoughts on Crawl? Uh, I'm going to go along with Mark Ellis and say that if you are going to uh, loot a convenience store during a hurricane in a small boat, don't try to put a fucking ATM in the boat with people. <laughs> Those things, I mean, I've never tried to move one, but I know they can't be light. And uh, it just was a stupid idea. And they deserve to die because of that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I will just say that uh, I'm a big fan now of uh, Kayla. Scolidario. Um, I think we all need to find some Olympic swimming level females with daddy issues in our lives. <laughs> that's the best kind. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Let's get it a review out of five, John. Uh, I would, I guess I would go with uh, like a 2.75. All right. Not directly in the middle, but a little better than average. Excellent. How about you, Markellis? Yeah, I'm going to give this a category four. Out of five. Wow. Four out of five. Excellent. I gave it a three out of five. I w actually was going to go 2.75 out of five. But as I was thinking about it, I liked it more and more throughout the week. And I bumped it right up to a three. So that is a three out of five for me. I would definitely recommend checking it out. I, whether you go see it in the theater or wait till it hits streaming or a uh, home video. Home video <laughs> makes me sound like I'm 900 years old, but uh, I would definitely check it out. I had a lot of fun watching it. So that is crawl.
the movie. Uh, let's get some recommendations and let's wrap it up. John, tell the listeners once again where they can find Pine of Comics and then tell us something we need to do this week. Okay. Uh, www.pineofcomics.com. You could find us on uh, every podcatching app out there. Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, you know what? We have a YouTube channel. We put videos up uh, quite often. Um, we've got some stuff coming out with uh, Joey taking on Mitch Halleck from uh, the Terrific Trificon. Um so I would say check that out. It was a pretty interesting couple of trivia contests. Uh, that'll be coming out in a week or so on, on our YouTube channel. Subscribe, uh, hit the bell. And, uh, you know, if I had to suggest anything, um, uh, I would say get your tickets to Terrificon. Uh, it's August um, 9th through 11th, and it is a, a great comic book show, and it's a lot of fun, and we'll be there, and I know Joey and Mark will be there, and uh Lando Calrissian, Billy D. Williams will be there. Val Kilmer, it's uh, it's a great time and and a ton. It's very comic specific. So there's a you know we talked about Tom King. Joey can walk up to Tom King right there and tell him he doesn't like him because uh, he'll be I'm there. I'm not that much of an <laughs> asshole. I'm but sure yeah. he's a cool guy. I just don't like his writing. <laughs> so yeah, check Terrificon out. Uh, Terrificon.com. Get your tickets and uh, and have a, a good couple days of fun. All right, Mark Ellis Regans, what do you got for us? Uh, yeah, I'm going to just drop again what I did last week. Uh, Veronica Mars did come out this week on Hulu. I said it was, and uh, I don't know if I got some inside information or not, but uh, it was supposed to come out next week, but they dropped it uh, for San Diego Comic-Con. So I've been watching that. It is really good. If you are an, if you are a fan of the old Veronica Mars show, this one, it feels just like the other episodes. It's so good. Uh, but just a more mature version of it. And uh, it's it's really cool so far. I'm really digging it. So if you have Hulu, check out Veronica Mars Season 4. Awesome. All right. Well, I will suggest you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. Spotify, iHeartRadio, or just about anywhere under the sun where you can find podcasts, we will be there. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, weekly, exclusive, and free new content on our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search So Is Your Podcast. And of course, you can always support us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash So Is Your Podcast. Get exclusive episodes of the show and more at patreon.com backslash So Is Your Podcast. I will suggest that you check out the Amazon streaming service TV show, The Boys, which should be dropping momentarily as you listen to this, if not already. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One, it looks cool. And two, we're going to be talking about it next week on the podcast. So check out The Boys and then come on back and talk about it with us. But that is going to do it for episode number 259 in a row of the So Wizard podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts have been from Pint of Comics, Mr. Johnny Ganache. I am an apex predator. <laughs> Just like Randy Orton. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Regans. I will see you guys in the multiverse of madness, Wakanda forever. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for listening. Good journey. This lack of self-control I fear is never-ending Controlling I can't see
find myself again My walls are closing in Not a sense of confidence I'm convinced that there's just too much pressure to take I felt this way before Sure, people are like, why the fuck are they playing that song? <laughs>